breathe a minute, just take in everything we just heard, just sit in the darkness for a couple moments. The day of Jesus' death was quite literally a dark day. The last couple weeks around here have felt very dark. I've yearned for the sun to shine, to feel the warmth and see color spring up in the world around me. Often we miss what God's doing in the darkness because we just want to get through it. When it comes to Jesus' torturous death, we just want to get through it because we know that Easter's coming. But put yourself in the shoes of Jesus' friends or his mother who watched him carry that cross. They were not certain that resurrection was coming. They did know that their friend, brother, son, teacher, and leader had been betrayed and was slowly dying. In those final moments, Jesus pours out forgiveness on his mockers and crucifiers. He says, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. He offers eternity to a man whose last hope, whose only hope, was Jesus. He says, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. He entrusts his mother to the care of a beloved friend. And Jesus shows his humanness, crying out, asking God why he's forsaken him, and declaring a basic need of thirst. Our Savior is dying a very human death. Surely the people who'd watched his ministry and followed it for the last few years were dumbfounded, surprised, thinking, wasn't he supposed to be Messiah? Wasn't he Savior? It simply didn't make sense. This man who himself healed people, cast out demons, and raised people to life was now dying. Then in two last statements, Jesus declares the finality of what it is he came to do. He says, it is finished. And Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And he breathed his last. It is finished might be one of my favorite phrases of Jesus on the cross because it's so deep and it has such a profound meaning. What we've translated as a three-word phrase in English is just one Greek word. It's tetelestai. And the Greek tetelestai does something our English words cannot accomplish. What we've translated in the past tense, it is finished, is actually in a Greek tense called the perfect. And the perfect tense isn't used all that often, so when it is, we better take note. The Greek perfect tense describes an action that was completed in the past and whose effects are felt in the present. So when Jesus was finished, it not only mattered on that day 2,000 years ago, it has lasting effects for us today. And that's the hope in the darkness, that everything Jesus stepped on this earth to accomplish is finished in this moment. It is complete and whole. It's the hope that even in our pain, our sin, our suffering, our brokenness, that too is finished now and forever, not only because Jesus says so, but because he hung on that cross for it to be so. We just sang the song, it was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished. His dying breath has brought me life. I know that it is finished. It's heavy, and yet it brings hope. In his gospel, the author John begins by talking about this 
light that broke into darkness, this light that brought us closer to God. He writes, The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Easter is coming. Death will be defeated. Jesus' work is finished. But let today be the reminder that it was our sin that hung him there. And our right to be called children of God cost Jesus his life. Let us live in the great hope the resurrection affords while also fully acknowledging the price Jesus paid.